Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Hey, and welcome to episode two of Inside Out. I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody that has listened, shared and left a review. I have received an overwhelming amount of support and I am so grateful and excited to bring you more. My next guest is one of Australia's most dynamic performers, singers, songwriters and an original founding member of the iconic Australian band Taxi Ride. Lead singer Jason Singh was at the top of the Australian music industry with nine top 40 hit singles, including Get Set, Everywhere You Go, and the most played song on Australian radio in 2002, Creeping Up Slowly. Jason has toured the world, supporting Tina Turner across Europe and had two sold-out shows at Wembley Stadium. Taxi Ride proudly held two consecutive number one platinum-selling albums and won the 1999 Aria for Breakthrough Artist. As a solo artist, he has had an incredible two top 10 Aria Club hits with The World As You Know It and One World. In 2013, he released his highly anticipated solo album and after its success, later commenced a project, The Jason Singh Project, which would see him write, produce and release six singles in a short 12 months. In 2017, Taxi Ride sold out their Red Hot Summer Tour as part of their anniversary formation tour. Following this sold-out show, Jason went on to support fellow Australian music legend John Farnham that February and later that year joined pop rock trio Hanson as part of their sold-out Middle of Everywhere World Tour. In 2018, he released his solo album Veil, a tribute to the artists who have influenced his music career. He is the man behind the concept, The Voices Supergroup, where he joins forces with fellow Australian iconic musicians like Shannon Knoll, Choir Boys Mark Gable and Thirsty Merck's Ray Thistlewaite. They rock it out on stage all over the country. He is a devoted father of two boys who he raises alongside his beautiful wife. Together, they own and operate a boutique wellness centre in Melbourne's Ocean Grove, Pinch, Salt and Float. Jason is an advocate for conscious living and mindfulness and promotes a healthy, balanced lifestyle, exploring veganism. Welcome to Inside Out, Jason Singh. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for joining me today. No Uh, problem. To kickstart today's episode, can you share what is something that you do for you that takes care of you from the inside out each day? Um, something I do for me is probably drink lots of coffee. <laughs> that, that gets me going first thing in the morning. I have to have like two strong coffees to, to get going. And I try and do some form of exercise in the morning, whether it be going for a walk with uh, my wife and our, and our puppies or um, taking the kids up to the park for a kick of the footy or going to the gym or something like that. Yeah, awesome. So just getting the body moving. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Jason, so you've had an insane career, 20 years in the music industry. Take us back to 1999. You're a founding member of the band Taxi Ride. Tell me about this journey. Um, Okay, in a nutshell, um, Taxi Ride formed in about 1997 Mm -hmm. and um, it was made up of um, a few different front men from different bands around Melbourne. 
we were all sort of competing for um, all the best gigs in town and we we knew of each other because it was like a, sort of a competitive state and uh, we were introduced by a friend and decided to sort of join forces and then um, dominate the Melbourne scene in one band and then all of a sudden we started coming up with a real style and um, and yeah the rest is history we uh, we signed a record deal and away we went Amazing, amazing. And at that time, signing the record deal, was were there other options on the table? Like, was that all? Um... Um, well, yeah. I mean, we did a, a hell of a lot of work prior to anyone hearing about us. Like, we, we literally rehearsed every single day um, for a few years before we even did one show. Wow. Uh, and it was more about um, combining, start, like, really different people combining into one band. You don't usually have bands like that. Like, because we all came from different walks of life, um, that's one of the things that made the band special and and also probably one of the things that tore the band apart um, in, the, in the middle of our sort of career. So, um, you know, combining my style with Tim and Tim's style um, and then meeting Dan, who was busking on a street corner, and then the four of us um, became Taxi Ride. And, yeah. and we, had, we had people flying in from... Like the buzz, we were definitely a buzz band and um, we had people like Randy Jackson flying in from New York to take us out to lunch and yeah. um, Armand Erdogan, who signed Led Zeppelin, you know, flying us into Asia to play for him in his office. And it was, you know, we had 12 record deals yeah. sitting at our lawyer's office and we could have signed any one of them. So Insane. It was pretty, pretty mad. That's a pretty cool backstory. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, I mean, I mean, in a nutshell, it, like it took a, a hell of a lot of work, and people thought we just came out of nowhere. Um, but we, you know, we did two or three years of rehearsal, like literally every single day, wow. um, until we did our first show. Crazy. Where was your first show? Do you our first show was on a Monday night at a at a venue in Melbourne called Edwards Tavern. Wow. And um, we had probably ten songs at the time, and um, and we decked the, decked the whole venue out with little candles and made it really vibey and turned all the lights off and then um, sang for our family and friends. Oh, wow, that's really show them what we've been doing, yeah. Super cool. Um, so you've obviously toured the world and shared the stage with some really incredible musicians. Can you share with us the moment that you felt that you really broke through into the music industry? Um, well, there's been a few moments, but one that... One that really stands out as a, a kind of a, um, a quite a funny memory, but it was a, a light bulb moment for me was um, we come back from America, Get Set was a huge hit, and um, I was at a local ATM machine near my mum's place getting some money out, and the guy in front of me was whistling the song, and I was like, wanted to just tap him on the shoulder and just say, hey, that's, that's me. That's I sing that song, you know? So um, yeah. it, it was a moment where I went, holy shit, this is actually really, really happening. Yeah. Um, a whole, a whole lifetime of dreaming about it. And, you know, it got to a point where I couldn't even sort of go out yeah, for a real while. So it was pretty yeah. crazy. Wow. That's insane. And such a simplistic moment too, like just going down to the shops and, and there it is that big moment for you that you'll never forget. Yeah, we had like lots of huge moments like that when we were recording. We we basically went from um, relative obscurity in Melbourne to 
being thrust on into we went and lived in LA basically to record the album and we worked with Jack Joseph Puig at Ocean Way Studios which is like the biggest studio on the planet um you know Red Hot Chili Peppers were recording next door Gene Simmons would walk into the studio and listen to our songs um you know Robbie Williams would pop in it was just mental it was crazy but um so we did meet a lot of sort of our idols and stuff prior to coming home and realizing we always had this thing that we were an Australian band, we're from Melbourne, and we're always going to come back here. Mm. So we always longed to be back in our homeland, I guess. Wow. That's just incredible. Just to eat like those household names, it's just, yeah, you see that you guys got to stick. Yeah, and then you sort of sit next to them and, you know, it's pretty crazy. Insane. Um, Yeah. Jace, in the entertainment space, drugs, alcoholism and adultery have been the catalyst for a lot of musicians like Kurt Cobain, you've got Amy Winehouse, uh, Whitney Houston, just to name a few. However, you've really remained focused on staying in your lane. Um, you have a beautiful wife who you've now been with for 22 years, two children, and it's a successful and long-standing career in that same space. Yeah. What has kept you so aligned and centred throughout your career? Um, it's, I mean, it's hard to sort of relate to um, the struggle that those people that you mentioned um, had and, you know, end, ended up being their demise. Um, and music is really just a thing that you do, you know, so it doesn't really take away, um, doesn't really make excuses for how you act and stuff like that. And I think it's it's really got a lot to do with upbringing. Like yes. I, I've been around a lot of people that um, – went left at Albuquerque instead of right, you know, in the old Bugs Bunny sort of terminology. But it's like if you're in – if those morals and stuff are sort of installed into you in an early at an early age, I guess, you can dabble in all that sort of stuff and then um, see where your, your head should actually be and where your heart should actually be on the other side. For yeah. some people, I guess, I can't really speak for them, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's very, very hard – it's 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 an extremely hard bubble to be in um going you know at 22 years old 23 years old going from um working in a in a video store or working for your parents to having a number one album and everyone just telling you sort of you know how awesome you are it does go to your head you can't really like stop it but every now and then I guess you know the people around me um, my wife my friends my family they've always kept me grounded enough to not really um, not really fall into that trap of I'm Jason I'm Jason the husband Jason the father Jason the son Jason the brother yeah I'm not Jason the rock star to them you know what I mean and and they, well, I've always been very family oriented. So it's always been about how your family, you come home, for example, right? Here's another story. The song, How I Got This Way, which is on Garage Mahal. Mm-hmm. After all that initial, you know, huge ascend up the, up to the summit from nobody to, you know, not being able to sort of leave home. Um, it does go to your head. You can't help it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I remember my mum and um, she organised a dinner for a family dinner. Yep. Everyone invited, my sisters, their partners, my, Leah, and um, we, I turned up to the house and um, there was no dinner. And everyone was just standing there just staring at me and 
they told me to come and sit down. They gave me a full intervention. Oh my goodness. And just my mum just said, I didn't raise you like this. Um, I don't know who you are anymore, and I want you to pull your head in. Um, and at that time, I wrote the song How I Got This Way. I basically had to stop the intervention, r- run outside, record it into my phone, and then come <laughs> back in. <laughs> and that's the song How I Got This Way. Um, it was written about that intervention. So I've always had that family um, connection and and the arms around me and, and the lyrics in the chorus are, if it really matters, I'll do anything you ask me. It doesn't mean I'm never going to fall. Wrap your arms around me because there is no need to disagree. Set your mind on better days. I don't know how I got this way. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I've always had that family connection to bring me back down to earth. Strong support system around you, which is... 100%. Yeah, definitely would have been, um, would have affected your, your strength there at that time. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a very lonely life, mate, I tell you. And I can see how how it can all go wrong for some people. But yeah. I'm thank, thankful and lucky that I've got great friends and a great family to yeah. keep me keep me level. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Uh, Jason, since Taxi Ride, so you've had several successful ventures as a solo artist, um, a couple of dance hit singles followed by some incredible albums. One moment that really stood out for me was the Jason Singh Project. Can you share how this came about? Uh, yep, I can. The Jason Singh Project I did a couple of years ago, which was it was kind of a um, it was kind of a test for my own self to to see how many songs I could write, record and release in one year. Yeah. So um, together with my management, we put together a um, a schedule for writing and recording and releasing a song every eight weeks, regardless of how the song finished. So I opened up my home studio to fans and people that were interested in seeing the process. Yep. And, um, and I showed them the whole process of writing and recording a song from the initial phone idea, singing a melody into my phone through the recording, through the mixing and all the way through to eventually releasing each song. And um, it was it was a really fun thing to do. It was the pressure was on and it was kind of like going back to those early days with Taxi Ride where there's a big clock in the studio and every time it ticks over a second, you're just spending money. Uh, But this time we did it from home and. yeah, it was a great insight for people to see that it doesn't just come out like a glossy finished product. There is a lot of struggle and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of creativity that goes into it from start to finish. What a fresh creative process, though, to to put forward for yourself and have some accountability. Yeah, well, I mean, that's exactly what it was all about. And, um, you know, you, you see right now with what's going on in the world with everyone doing live videos and stuff like that. I mean, I was doing that a few years ago and I got a, such a great response from it on online um, that I, I really came up with a real sort of family and community amongst my supporters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it was a great way to show people how a song um, is made. It doesn't just appear on the radio. I mean, the, one oh. of the songs, Your Love, which is one of my favourites out of the six that I did in the year, um, the initial idea came to me when I was picking up some Chinese takeaway. And and you could hear like oh, I play I showed everyone the initial idea and if you go back through my um, Instagram and Facebook and stuff you'll find it where I'm 
I'm in a Chinese restaurant and I'm singing the song into my phone and you can hear the, the chefs and stuff yelling at each other and the woks smashing down and, and um, yeah, I mean, that's how, that's where songs are born. They just come, come at you. You're like a kind of like an aerial that picks up a signal and then you have to get it out. And that's how I do it anyway. But yeah. that was a, a great process to, um, to show the full gamut of creativity, I guess. Yeah, unreal. Um, you're also the founder and director of the Voices Supergroup. What an unreal job touring Australia <laughs> with fellow icons like Shannon Noll and Mark Gable. Um, where did this business concept derive from? Um, I've been very close friends with Dale Ryder from Boom Crash Opera for many, many years. Um, Way back into this, in, well, I'm not, I'm not with me, but my mother and his sister were best friends in the late '60s. Oh my gosh! Um, she tragically passed away in a car accident, and our family sort of went um, two different ways after that. But I watched his career through, you know, the '80s and early '90s, and I've, I was always such a huge fan. And then we got to do some shows together, and just became like best friends really and um i would love sitting on the side of stage and watching him play his hits with his band and stuff and i i just had the idea of oh, what if we joined forces and just did all our hits together yeah and then the, then there's no sort of downtime in a show and then um he introduced me to mark gable from the choir boys and he joined and then um eventually like we've turned it into we've got i've got like 16 different artists now on the roster that um we go together and we put on big shows for, um, you know, corporate clients and festivals and things like that, where it's just hit after hit after hit. I mean, I think between us, we have over 50 um, top 10 singles, which is, which makes for a really, really good night. Yeah. What a work crew to put together. <laughs> well, you don't have to sit through any of the deep cuts and the album tracks and stuff like that. And, you know, um, it's a real celebration of Australian music and um, you'll know every song on the set list. And also it's a great way to um, win fans over and um, from, you know, fans of the choir boys don't necessarily wouldn't really know taxi ride, I guess, but after we play together, they, you know, you find there's a real common thread between both acts. So, it's not hard to fall in love with taxi ride songs. <laughs> yeah, they get they do get stuck in your head a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Music's obviously played um such a huge part in your success. However, yeah. recently you and your wife also own and operate a boutique wellness centre in your um, hometown of Ocean Grove in Melbourne. So what yes. was the inspiration behind this business venture? It's so different to music and what you've done before. Where did that come from? Yeah, well, Leah and I have always sort of been into um holistic you know stuff and um we've quite we you know our, we balance our lifestyle out our, our sort of crazy lifestyle out with um as much sort of good stuff as we can and on our on our 20th anniversary together um she took me to a salt room because mm -hmm. I, I do have i get a bit of allergies I, like i'm allergic to really weird things pets and um grass and a few things like that so she took me to this um, salt room for a session and I loved it. I fell asleep. I was probably snoring my head off. And um, and then, you know, we came out of there like feeling really great. And and then we tried flotation together and um, and that was a game changer for me. And I, I just, we just turned to each other and said, let's just open our own centre. Uh, we started researching um, the benefits of flotation and salt therapy and, um, also, um, infrared 
therapy mm-hmm. and we decided to start a bit I really was after something to do outside of the music business yeah um and it was just something else that we were both really interested in so yeah, that's we we formed Pinch Pinch Salt and Float, and um and yeah we've got a beautiful little boutique wellness center here in Ocean Grove. So awesome! I definitely would love to come and try it. I've always wanted to try the floating experience. I hadn't yeah. uh, haven't gotten too much into the salt rooms, but I've heard nothing but good things about that too. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean salt therapy is fantastic for asthma, eczema, psoriasis, any sort of skin disorders, any sort of breathing disorders. Um, general wellness, coughs, colds, and that sort of stuff. Mm, do you and then fl- a lot? Float, um, Le- well, Leah uses the salt room quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I try and go in there as much as possible, but I'm fairly busy getting stuck with um, still doing music and stuff like that. But I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of more into the flotation side of it yeah. where um, I'm not a great sleeper. Um, I mean, I fall asleep really quickly, but I don't sleep a lot. And uh, especially when I'm doing shows back to back, you know, you, you, there are times where I'll sleep maybe two hours a night for three or four nights in a row. Wow. And and that really takes its toll on you. And and so I started floating because that for my body, um, an hour in a float is like the equivalent to eight hours rest. I mean, it is like it's rest at hyperspeed, you know, um, and you sleep in this crazy tank where you uh you, your mind just goes to some amazing places and you sort of free your mind creatively and physically you free your, your body and lying in magnesium it's great for healing and stuff like that it's it is a, a real trippy sort of experience yeah. um so much i loved it so much that we uh we started our own business doing it <laughs> that's really cool i definitely would love to try that i feel like it would be yeah perfect you got it got to. Yeah. Got to give it a crack. I mean, we have lots of um, lots of different sort of walks of life. We have younger people, older people. We have pregnant women come in. It gives you that um, relief from holding up, you know, the, the weight of it all day. And um, we have couples floats. We have, um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. So Amazing. I'd give it a try. Give it a try. Jason, you come from a diverse cultural heritage. So your mum is Maltese and your dad Indian um, raised in Fiji. Yep. What influence has your cultural background had on your relationship with food and nutrition? Um, I think it's, I mean, it's had a huge um, relationship on myself and um, and now sort of sharing that with my family. But prior to being a musician, I was a cook with my both my parents were chefs we owned restaurants and and I was you know put to work when I was a kid my sisters worked there as well and um, raised on you know what food is and what things taste like and combining them to to make creations I mean it is a very creative thing cooking for me and um, I think it's been a massive influence on me I mean I love food I'm a big foodie yeah Um, I love I love cooking and um I love what that sort of you know, sitting down for for a meal, what that brings to um, my family. So you're now exploring uh, veganism and a plant more plant based lifestyle. I know that you've also yeah. toyed with the keto diet. Can you talk to me about this transition? Well, they're coming completely opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. Um, and and the keto thing just came from like working out a lot and mm. trying to get physically sort of strong and aesthetically. Um, 
looking good on the outside. And my wife's been a vegetarian for 35 years. She's basically okay. never, never eaten um, meat in her lifetime. Yeah. Um, and she's been telling me to do it for years and years and years and years. And I we did that. I did dabble with it quite a bit when I was living in America and I would call myself um, a vegetarian. So I'd eat fish, <laughs> I'd eat fish, but no meats and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I know, I know there is a word, pescatarian would be the word, but I'm, I like to call it vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then I, um, Leah showed me this documentary on, on Netflix called the game changer, which is, um, about a plant-based diet and, and the effects it has on, on your body and inflammation and stuff like that. And my body from working out and stuff was just, it was haggard, you know, like my knees were smashed my back was sore, my hips were sore, and um, she showed me this documentary, and then uh, I just decided to give it a try and just completely cut out any animal products in my diet, and that was nearly, what, 10 months ago, I'd say. So I, I went from eating nothing but, you know, flipping the the food pyramid upside down, eating meat and bacon and cheese and stuff like that, to cutting all of that out of my diet and going plant-based, and it's made an incredible um, improvement on my energy levels. Um, my body's like almost back to, I feel youthful again. Yeah. Um, my, and the, but the weirdest thing is my brain and mouth seem to be more connected eating diet, eating this, like eating food like this, you know what I mean? Like I can think things and it's clear. I um, just feel a lot clearer to be yeah. able to express myself and stuff. So um, it's been an incredible change and something that um, I feel like I might just stick to for a long time until uh, my body tells me otherwise. Yeah. So are your kids eating a more plant-based diet as well with you guys or? Um, I'd love to say yes, but, um, you know, kids will be kids. They love their nuggets and their hot dogs and Ooh. sausage rolls and schnitzels and stuff. So, look. I was raised on that where you know, most people are and were, and um, I'm just sort of educating them with Leah about, um, you know, what, what you're putting in your mouth is that it's fuel, you know what I mean? And that, that's why I really like the game changer. It didn't come from an, um, a cruelty sort of angle or anything like that. It came purely from a, a fuel in your engine type angle. And I'm trying to explain that to them, I guess and trying to raise them as best I can with Leah. Yeah, I think that's such a positive way to not force them to live your lifestyle but to simply give them insight and understanding. I just feel like children are more likely to try different foods if they're given the choice and it's not so forceful. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that few times that you go, or oh, I would just go through, drive through and get them a Happy Meal, um, that, could, that changes that journey a lot, you know, because it is just opening them up to another food source and, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to try and raise children. And it's, I mean, look, I go through, um, as long as their, their tummies are full, I'm, you know, I'm happy, but it's a compromise between feeding them the right stuff and, um, t teaching them the life skills that we've taken 45 years to learn and trying to cram it into a child, you know? <laughs> yeah. So with, um, with plant-based or being vegan, what's your go-to meal? Um, Leah and I really love a curry. I can, uh, because I worked like as, you know, cook in a restaurant, I can whip up a curry pretty quickly and, um, it's a, it's a real satisfying meal or a great pasta. Um, 
yeah, there's there's ton there's so many options and I just try and make it as colourful as possible. I guess that's my new thing. I just look at the food and if my eyes are eating it, then it's going to probably be good for me. Yeah, um, one thing I've heard recently is just have the rainbow on your plate. If you can yeah. have rainbow, you've got everything you need. Exactly. Yeah. And, awesome. and then beg, plead and bribe your children to try and eat it. Fruit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. salad I'm finding is pretty easy. It's the old vegetable salad they're not loving. Yeah. They yeah. get there though. I mean, I was the same too. Like I remember being a child sitting in the kitchen table and just having a mouthful of food in my cheek for like, 15 minutes until my <laughs> mum was just like at her wits end and then you know I'd do the old I've got to go to the toilet and then spit it in the toilet and then come back and then have another mouthful in my mouth for 10 minutes and then you know so I was a difficult eater as well my children yeah. are as well I'm sure your children are as well yeah, so they, they're, they're kids you know you just got to let them let them be yeah that's it so Jason your two sons Cash and Zeppelin what cool names by the way uh i enjoy if you could pass on one lesson or experience for them to take into their adult lives what would that be um well i um i read something on my sister's facebook yesterday it was my father passed away when i was quite young and yesterday it was 25 years it was the 25th anniversary of it yesterday um she wrote i'm so glad that dad taught us how to love each other yeah and I really, I try to do that with my kids every day. You know, they're so different um, to each other. And um, and I try and explain to them, boys, I'm like, there's only one dad here. There's only one mum, but there's two brothers. And you guys have to stick together in life. And I'm just trying to teach them to be a team. I think that's one thing that, I, that Leah and I always try and push on to them is, um, you guys are the Singh brothers and you're a team that no one else could, no one can defeat if you get your heads together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so beautiful. They're so lucky to have such um, present and conscious parents like you guys. Oh, we're lucky to be able to do that. I guess our lifestyles um, lend, lend towards us being there a lot, which is yeah. great. And have I wouldn't want to miss it for the world. Oh, amazing. Jason, thank you so much for taking some time out of your week to share your incredible professional career and personal life. Um, no problem. If anyone that wants to get connected with you, where do they find you? Uh, they can go to my Instagram, which is Jason Singh Official, or Facebook, which is I am Jason Singh, or my website, jasonsingh.com.au. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.